now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. So this is Notes in Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. And for three or four months now, we've been talking about how much we wanted to show our listeners the development process and what it was like when Josh and I work with someone who is developing a story and how we give them notes. And we actually got a lot of requests from people who wanted to see successive drafts and performances and to see how stories evolved and changed. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell a little story. It's like most of the screenwriters I know and even a lot of the people, I was talking to a friend who worked on a TV show recently, and she said to me, I never ever really want to read the shooting script. It's not that interesting to me. What I wish I could read is the earlier drafts and see how things changed. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are sort of studying uh, storytelling and the development process, it would be so valuable. And I hear that again and again. So... With that in mind, we found a very gifted writer who was willing and brave uh, to come in and uh, basically read a story, a first draft, and then let us give her notes and come back with another draft and then give us give her more notes and then do a third draft. So um, to actually walk listeners through the process. Wow. That Did was amazing. Anything? That that's that's the whole kit and caboodle that's there. That's the whole thing. And 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 you you found this amazing person. I did. Uh, I first met Hannah in Bob Carlson's uh, writing for broadcast class. Bob mm-hmm. is uh, the founder of Unfictional, which is a podcast on KCRW. Uh, and I really liked Hannah's writing, so we invited her today. So Hannah, introduce yourself. Hi. Um, I'm Hannah Smith, and I am really happy to be on your podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I actually work in podcasting. I'm usually on the producing end of it. So this is the first time I've been on someone else's podcast. <laughs> so nice. So it's, I'm re- it's really exciting. And um it was really fun writing this piece for for this exercise. Yeah, so we're to be here. Yeah. yeah. And did you like our green room? I mean, was that? I mean, was it? I mean, we have enough craft services out there oh, for you. Oh, it's amazing! Nice, I mean, nice like, snacks. how many chocolate covered strawberries <laughs> can a person eat? Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we just you know we don't want really like, rolled out yeah, the red carpet. Yeah, I like kicked so. over a tattered old like rolling chair. I was like, have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> let's chat. Well, let's go with the fantasy, Adam. Come on, come on. Craft what do you want? Services. Water? Oh, that's good. I have that. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Water? I like that. That's good. You know, I was talking to someone recently about um. The bo- it's apparently there's a term when you pitch at studios mm-hmm. and it's called you, d- you do your bottled water tour and I didn't realize what this was because apparently every time you go into a studio they offer you a bottle of water like hey can I get you something to drink and they're like <laughs> yeah I have a bottle of water <laughs> like, it's like 11 in the morning aha um, that's fun so uh, you didn't get a bottle actually Hannah <laughs> got a glass yeah, the real thing. The yeah, real thing. Yeah, I we appreciate don't. it. Then yeah. I have to figure out what to do with the bottle later. <laughs> That's right, right. right. We're eco-conscious. Oh, yeah. We just saved a dolphin. I mean, <laughs> just boom. You know, forget about straws, <laughs> man. It's like that. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, when you go in for casting and stuff like that, you go into Universal Studios, and you know it doesn't go well when they go... Can I validate your your parking for you? Like, <laughs> like, no, wait, wait, no. I think I did a really good job. Yeah, we'll just validate. Your do you have any audition stories like that where you read <laughs> and you were like, they were like, oh, right. right, so. Um, <laughs> You probably want to beat traffic, like, you know, getting up. 
Yeah, I've had some painful experiences. Yes, in casting. Yeah, but that's 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 for another day. That's for another that's day. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that's everyone, right? Yeah, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hopping from casting call to casting call, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it, it gets a little dicey. I mean, waiting. You know, like you're in the waiting room, and yeah, yeah. that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I really admire actors in LA because it seems so intense. Like I don't know that I could I could do that. Go from go yeah, from you know yeah. addition to addition and still feel yeah. like yes I got this yeah, yeah. it's amazing yeah. yeah I mean what do you get rejected like a hundred or two hundred times for every job you got or something yeah re- rejection 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 and then it keeps going yeah and then yeah and then you get the the lottery do you yeah. feel like you get way more comfortable with rejection no Mm-mm. no <laughs> <laughs> no it still stinks it's really state of being it's really like how your mindset is and where mm. you are as a person. What's the right? Mi- what's the wrong mindset, and what's the right mindset? Mm, I really need this job. Oh, I hope you like me. Oh, that, that's probably a killer. That's that's a killer right it's there. Like dating. Oh, I hope you like me. Yeah, it's just like dating. It's like people right. walking on dates. Like, oh, yeah. I hope I, I hope I you know do well on this yeah. date. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you give all your power to someone else. They got there. Oh, yeah, totally. Before you <laughs> walk in the room, that it's already over. You might as not even feed the meter. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> before you're you done. order that yeah. drink, it's over. <laughs> so, what's the right mindset? Um, it's I'm, I'm working on me. Mm. you know and I, i'm here to execute my my artistic creative decisions and i don't I, it makes no relevance to me whether you like it or not or whether i hire or not because i'm doing this for me and it's a it's a closed system in the sense of like i'm doing it for me i'm not looking for external validation i can't think of a better way to set up hannah reading her piece <laughs> so hannah do this for you but yeah. no it's an interesting yeah. perspective right it is absolutely like acting absolutely. it could have been anything woodworking acting is just a tool for you to to grow spiritually yeah yeah yeah. All right, Adam. All right. Just okay, just to grow, just to grow, <laughs> to upward spiral, to evolve. I like it. I'm going to take growth spiritually also. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So what, what theme are we, are we running with today in our writing? Um, so this is a um, story about my life. Okay. And I'm exploring themes of empowerment so especially in decision making for myself so so making decisions um in a way where you have power and then in a way where you have uh, given it away or don't have it for whatever reason oh my god Th- that's exactly what we were just talking about in the whole wow adam you brought that in so beautifully wow thematically intuitive so. spiritually yeah i'm just gonna call you claire from now on okay <laughs> great what else what else and then, I, and then I have a follow-up question, which is this, which is, what's the origin of the story, if you know what I mean? Mm. Like, what's the origin? What, what of the origin are you looking to explore? Because there's, we all have origin mm-hmm. stories, right? And so it's interesting to look at, in terms of whatever you're writing, as what's the root or what's the origin of it? And it's not something you have to answer mm-hmm. for sure. If, if it's something there, great. If not, not. But um, but I find that going to the origin or origin uh, helps us to navigate what wants to be seen or heard. Mm. Okay. Okay. Let me see if I can answer that. I just thought of another theme. Oh, good. Yeah. What's <laughs> that? What's that? Um, sort of differentiating. As an adult, differentiating my identity and belief system mm-hmm. from the one I was mm. raised in. Ah, okay. Auto- um, autonomy. Mm-hmm. Autonomy. Okay. Okay. So master of your own, you know, beliefs yes. and mind space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the origin, 
this story came about, I've been wanting to tell this story for a while because it um, was, I don't, I don't know how much to give away because I'm, I'm going to read you the thing, but I'll just tell you and then you yeah. can let me know. Yeah. Uh, it's a, basically a story of a decision that I made in my life that was not, didn't come, I didn't want to make it and I didn't have, I wasn't empowered enough, empowered enough to not make it. So uh-huh. I went along with something that had a huge impact in my life mm. and that had a fallout for, for years and that I have more recently within the last year or so started to really process and deal with. Mm-hmm. And it was also something that I couldn't really relate or talk to with a lot of people. So great. this is great. This is great. I mean, f- from a creative perspective, this is fantastic. Okay, good. For life, it sucks, but <laughs> yeah. for creativity, it's like, wow, I can't talk to anyone, so it's a secret. Just it's a decision, li- yeah. so it's a choice point. There's regret. There's pain. I mean, this is... As an audience, the experience I was having was like, yeah. the way you were setting it up made me want to hear what it was. Mm. Oh, my gosh. So as soon as you roll out, I, I can't tell anyone this, but, you know, <laughs> secret. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, I'm primed. Are we ready to yeah. hear it? Yeah, please. Are, 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 okay. Are, are, Hannah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I'm Let's ready. Hear it. We're ready. Okay. Excited. I'm going to say one more thing. Yeah. Yes. So I'm not going to give you any caveats to this. Good. Good. Because that was actually something I thought a lot about when I was writing it is not judging the story and just telling it. So right on. That was part of my my thinking. So uh, here we go. It's so spot on to to let the works uh, speak for itself. Fantastic. Okay. I was on my hands and knees harvesting snap peas. I remember that because we'd been doing it for hours and it was hot and I thought the snap peas would never end. I was 26 and working on an organic vegetable farm in Washington state for the summer. My literal job title was farmhand. And that afternoon in the snap peas, I was thinking about my new boyfriend who had just come to visit me from Oklahoma. I was still riding on that high from the visit and bursting with new love for him. We'd only been dating a couple of months, but... I turned to my friend Hope and I said, you know, if he asked me to marry him tomorrow, I would. She laughed me off. Okay. But I said it. I did. I've gone back to that moment so many times in my mind since. A year later, I was living back in Oklahoma. And this time I was the one traveling to the West Coast to visit my boyfriend. He moved to Los Angeles to follow his dreams of being a filmmaker And we had been doing the long distance thing for about six months. During my trip, we drove up Highway 1 to that same farm in Washington State to visit friends. And we had this magical time, like we always did when we were together. But under all that magic and love, I had this dread forming in the pit of my stomach. See, I was supposed to be preparing to move to L.A. myself. But things were not going well. I wasn't making very much money at my barista job. My 1996 Honda Accord started leaking oil, and it definitely would not make the trip out west. Plus, I didn't know anyone in L.A. But the biggest hurdle was rent. It'd be one thing if my boyfriend and I could live together and share rent, but that was not an option for either of us. We both come from very conservative Christian families, and living together before marriage is a sin. And at that point in our lives... Neither of us ascribed to those belief systems anymore, but at the same time, we weren't ready to do something so brash, so offensive, so visible to our families as living together unmarried. So the whole time that I'm visiting him and we have this road trip up the coast, 
in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I don't think I'm going to be able to move to L.A. anytime soon. And he's definitely not moving back to Oklahoma. So as much as we really love each other, this feels like that last great time we're going to have together before we break up. Which was so sad because our relationship still felt so new and young and it just felt like we're never going to be able to see where it could go. But I tried to relax into that mixed feeling of love and despair and just live in the moment. As my, friend, as my farmer friend Jonathan would say, just totally bliss out. We spent these beautiful days in the country, taking walks, making food with the freshest ingredients. And then one perfectly sunny, warm day, we decided to go to the river. We brought snacks and sat on this quilted blanket with teddy bears on it that we borrowed from Sam's roommate Rico in L.A. This was the last day on the farm before we drove back to L.A. and I flew back to Oklahoma. After we packed our stuff up from the river, we were walking back to the house and Sam stopped abruptly and he pulled a ring out of his pocket and he said, will you marry me? I was shocked. I looked at him standing there holding Rico's teddy bear blanket, holding this ring out and somewhere in my head, a voice said, I should be excited right now. The feeling of dread in the pit of my stomach expanded. And then my rational mind took over and I said, yeah, why wouldn't I? This is great. We love each other. This is a good thing. We'll be able to live together in LA and our relationship can keep going. So I said, yes. I flew back to Tulsa and started planning the wedding and planning to move my life across the country. The time in my life is a blur. We had a three month engagement, which is incredibly fast. We had a lot of favors from friends to pull it all together. And I had my mother's wedding dress altered so I could wear it. It all came together in time. But as I picked a venue, sent out wedding invitations, the feeling of dread and anxiety continued to grow. It felt way too soon. We'd only been dating for about a year, and it had been mostly long distance. But ultimately, I knew I wanted to be with him, and it felt like the only way that that could happen. If we were married, we could live together in the same apartment in LA and continue living our lives. So even though I felt like it was crazy and unsettling to be getting married, I told myself, I love him. And I knew that was true. So I held on to that. And I bulldozed forward with the wedding plans thinking, I just have to get this over with and then I can get on with my life. At the end of the day, it's really just a piece of paper and a ceremony and it'll make our families happy and our lives easier. It's the smartest thing to do. We had a small wedding with family and a few friends. I had multiple people come tell me that it was the best wedding they'd ever been to. But I had a bottle of whiskey hidden in my dressing room. (laughs) And I kept disappearing to drink it by myself. I got drunk. I spilled wine down the front of my mother's wedding dress. A dress that I had to have altered again the day before the wedding because I had lost so much weight. Maybe my body was trying to tell me something, but I refused to listen. And this is something I don't tell anyone I didn't tell anyone for a long time because it's complicated, because I actually really love my partner. But the truth is, I hated my wedding. I hated getting married. I really, truly hated it. And after the wedding, I thought, thank God it's over, finally. What I didn't see coming was how jarring the new identity of married person was going to be for me. I moved across the country and started my life in L.A. 
And every time I met someone or got to the point of a conversation where I said the words married or wife or husband, I cringed. I felt like I was talking about someone else. I had accepted a new identity that I was deeply uncomfortable with, and now I felt like I couldn't escape it. I was deeply uncomfortable because I felt like it represented a system that I didn't think represented me. And I continued to struggle with it silently. And every time I thought about my marriage, I thought about how I did it to please our families. And what really got me was that I agreed to it when I didn't want it. I had spent my whole adult life slogging through the dogma I was raised with, finding a path of my own, deciding for myself what I wanted to believe and how I wanted to live my life. I had spent time and effort struggling through this. And then I just stepped right back into it voluntarily, following their rules, thinking it doesn't matter because I'll get what I want in the end. I felt like they won because I had conformed to their wishes. And that made my marriage feel like a deep personal defeat. I felt like I had given my soul to the Christians and there was no getting it back. A few years later, my therapist would identify a theme in my life. You give away your power, she said. You just give it away. And I had. Instead of something that my partner and I celebrated, getting married became a hurdle for us to get past in our relationship. We both felt the weight of the compromise and the pressure it put on our relationship by getting married so soon. It was a few years after getting married that I really chose him as my partner in life. And when I made that decision, it was for myself. One day, years later, when we were airing all of this out and finally able to talk about our wedding with some distance, we both admitted how much we fucking hated getting married. And it felt so good to trash our own marriage together. And then he said, I love you so much. I would divorce you right now if you asked me to. And that is the most romantic thing anyone has ever said to me. Wow, thank you. Adam, I can't believe that you managed to pick like an amazing writer who <laughs> shows up like with a story no where there's nothing, where there's nothing. They're like, okay, now what? Um, yeah, I don't know. We did not do what we wanted. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Gee, I had such hope. Huh. Um, <laughs> I guess we can go through punctuation and spelling yeah. errors. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I thought? Listen, that was amazing. Wasn't that amazing? Yeah, it was amazing. It was yeah, I was thinking about. Yeah. Is this the first draft? Um. No, this is like draft four. Okay. This is her life, man, yeah, right there. It was like right there. It, was it didn't feel like a first draft. And, um, <laughs> it was a little too good. <laughs> That's okay. We can uh, still work with it. We can still work with you. Um, was but, it supposed to just be first draft? No, no, no. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. It didn't okay. have to be. Like, we well, work with d- all, Development. Yeah, development. I mean, okay. they're, they're, their performances Josh has been working on for three years and they're still giving notes <laughs> okay. and making it better okay. like so those are she, he, you're in draft 64 on yeah, certain yeah. shows <laughs> not a problem <laughs> yeah not a problem um, no my first thought was like because it is so truthful and authentic it's further along in the process like when people write about the most honest most difficult challenging things in their life usually um, it's not constructed and it's usually more honest and it's more authentic so we feel it more emotionally clean and so it feels to us, I think, like it's mm. more developed. Oh, I yeah. Know, I don't know if you oh. feel like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, crafted. Yeah. Yes. Mm. In, in, a, in a good way. In a good way. In a very good way. Like, like I see your layers and I see your development and I see different callbacks and mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's much. And yeah. also this is a story you've had time to reflect on. So mm. yeah. when you're sitting down and construct it, like yeah. your ability to draw arrows between events is going to be much more nuanced than if mm-hmm. you had tried to write this the day after you and your husband had had the, con- oh, the airing yeah. out, like it would have been a very different yeah. story if you'd written yeah. it that day. Mm-hmm. That was my first thought. I have 
a lot of things that I wanted to go through. Mm -hmm. I think the setup is beautiful, and I think it's incredibly honest to talk about um, not liking your wedding day, Mm. and it's so counter to expectation, and so I really like that, and I all the way up to the way it closes, the final line, like, I love you so much. If you wanted to get divorced, I would do that. Um, so I think that from that from that perspective, it's completely fresh and original, and it's good to hear that. Thank you. Um, because I think, and it's also quite courageous to, like, write about stuff like that, particularly when I would think expectations of what your wedding day and marriage is supposed mm-hmm. to mean is, supposed, is, like, so loaded. Yeah. You know? Um, super strong sense of what it is to be 26, 27, the pressures uh, that someone can be under, particularly if they cannot live with their partner from internal embedded programming um, or even just the judgment of families. Mm. Um, So I thought that was super strong. Uh, Even the setup of, you know, beginning on the farm Mm. and and the snap peas and the moment with your friend Hope that I would marry this man. It's such a good setup because because then it goes to like, actually, it's not what you want. Mm. Right. right, and our like, friend's name is Hope. Yeah, yeah. That, that's true, and it just worked out really well. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a good thing Beatrice wasn't there that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Josh, did you, before, do you have anything else you want to pick up? No, because I'm going to start digging in. Before, okay, before okay. I, I want you to talk about what what you were picking up on before I start. Well, first of all, I have one thing to say, and that's Saturn return. Okay, so okay. got that done. So For yeah, those so people who don't know what Saturn Return is, do you want to like uh, illuminate? No, yeah, yeah. Saturn Return is, is Josh uses it like you're referring yeah, to yeah. like yeah, a, I don't know, like Starbucks a, a Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, it's, it, it is virtually the same. It is. So it's, what is a Saturn Return? Well, what's that thing they do in in, in Latin America? Quinceanera. Yeah, that. It's just like that. Okay. But you know, everyone is born on to the planet, and at the age of approximately twenty seven, give or take a year, is your Saturn who goes back into the same position it was when you were born, and that's the reason why you're on the planet to learn a certain life lesson. Mm. So in, in right, your, but people into astro- astrology have a very specific interpretation in terms of the trajectory of someone's life about what happens during this period from yeah. 27 to 30, right? It's tw- 28, 29. T- 28, <laughs> 28 plus or minus a year or two, depending upon... And the, what is what is typically... It can be anything. That's just it. It's so, so whatever comes up for the person at that age, in that age range, is one of their soul's life lessons to work with. Okay. And it'll, it'll, it'll revisit in fi- at the age of 54, give or take. And uh, anyway, so not oh, going on about that, but it's just interesting that because you at the top you say 26. So I, I was like, hmm, of course. Well, 26 was the six month of the relationship, but probably by the time you got married, you were 27. 27, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like clockwork. I love it when, like, you, yeah. I love it when yeah. you see the world confirm yeah. your astrological views. It's, <laughs> Get so excited. It's, it's, yeah, I'm used to it by now. But so but the one thing, the one thing that you threw out that I thought was so interesting and it was so smart, and you said um, that, um, that the job description was farmhand. Mm, okay. And, and I'm, and my ear went up on that. And, and I use my ear went up, meaning I'm like, okay, there's something here. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you bring in the thing about identity and how the identity is laid in at the very beginning of your, of your narrative, which is really smart. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's fantastic. So she's already on the search for who am I? Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's embedded in your work. I had almost cut that line because I was like, I had yeah. almost cut that line because I I wasn't sure if it was relevant. Um, but that's interesting to hear you say that. Yeah. So my first question. So I, I'm going to go through some stuff here, but I'm also going to ask questions without agenda, just as like, um, you know, 
exploration exploration calling so no answers required here but mm-hmm. you know inquiries which is how did she wind up here at 26 how come she's not in a job mm-hmm. you know so because that also tells me that she's not happy with something otherwise she wouldn't be you know being a farmhand you know on her hands and knees working with snap peas mm-hmm. so um there's that uh then there's the uh then you talked about um the, your relationship with him being magical with all the pluses and minuses of that. And I would love to have a, a drop in on that, a drop in meaning like I, I'd like to see that in action, mm. in play. Um, then there was the element, which is the, 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 main, the main resistance is living together, sharing wrench, uh, you know, living together basically, mm-hmm. um, living in sin yeah. um, is, is not an option because of your background, right? Yeah. So that's huge. So you have an option that's available to you from a cultural perspective, but it's not available to the character as an individual. Mm. What is that? What is operating? And then what is what of that of that operation is happening is infecting, and I'm using that word specifically, infecting every other choice that she makes. Mm-hmm. So that's a very strong limitation. Yeah. I just to, I had a similar a note from a little bit of a different direction from that, which was what are the sort of behaviors, the beliefs, and the um, physical, even objects in your lives that even if you're trying to step away from yeah. your roots, yeah. from some conservative Christian roots, mm-hmm. how are those still playing out when you're 26? You know, are they, are you calling your mother mm-hmm. every Sunday when, after church? Like, are there, do you still keep a Bible in your, in your backpack? Like, what are the things that are, even if you're starting to step out, like, I want to see that identity set up a little mm-hmm. bit earlier in the piece mm-hmm. so that I understand from where the character's moving. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. maybe just think through like, because that's the hard thing of, right? Like when people step away from the belief system they had with a child, as a child, they're always either physical or mental or relationship type reminders that are still with them. Yeah. And so I would just explore that a little bit and consider, I think we even need just three or four details. Even think about where you were on that farm. And, and like, you know, like, mm-hmm. are you, you know, I don't know what it, whatever it is. Like, yeah. So find, find, find those. Uh, one easy tell is, is an object. Yeah. So a cross, do you wear a cross? Do you, you know, look for the objects that are still lingering from, from, from your days in Oklahoma. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then, and then the other thing you bring up, which is uh, making, making visible visible you mm. brought up the word visible as opposed to invisible right and how your family is still visible in your life and how you in a sense are invisible so there's a whole thing of being seen and unseen and visible right. so that's that's something else we want to like be mindful of okay. um so the question might be how do you feel unseen at that point in your life i put i chose that word visible because i was thinking why was that if if we if if both of us had not been involved in this belief system, then why? Why was it such a big deal to not do this thing? And because it is so visible. And there's a lot of ways in which I could do other things that my family and his family don't see in my life that are not like up to code, but they don't see it. This is something that they would see. It's, it's right. You could be sitting in LA and skipping going to church and no one's going to know, right. but you can't fake the fact that you live with your partner yeah. and you're not married. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, at least your mom and dad are happy you guys don't have sex. I mean, that's cool, right? <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. So then, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that too, right? Yeah. Because obviously that, that line had been crossed. Yeah. And yet this cannot. Right. Yeah. So 
So there's, there's, how does the character navigate with herself? I'll, I'll always speak in third person yeah, just great. because it makes it easier mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the writer. Um, how does the character navigate with herself to, to make this justifiable? It's almost like what is the rule system you've established with yourself at that mm-hmm. point in your mm-hmm. life? Like mm-hmm. what will you do? What won't you do? What scene can be is acceptable? Because that's the reality of that character at that point, mm-hmm. right? And you can write about it now because you probably have a different reality, right? Right. You have a different rule system you live by. You have a different yeah. judgment about what you are comfortable um, showing and not showing to your family. Mm-hmm. And I imagine Sam, or sorry, I imagine your husband as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question on that one, like a helpful way for me to incorporate this, because I like that. Um, so, it, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I already hear you. So here we go. So you write this down. So okay. um, what you'll want to do is create a list of 10 objects that populate the character's life when she lived in Oklahoma. Mm. And then from that list, put a few of them in her, in her present day life. Okay. And, and go full on on that list of objects. Like what is the object? Who gave it to her? What does it mean to her? You know what I mean? Like mm. not just like a precursor there. I did the exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then 10, and then write down 10 people that populate her life from her past, from Oklahoma, that are, are in one camp and then you have to have 10 people that populate your life or thereabouts in your current life that like this guy who says, uh, be here now and bliss out, mm-hmm. right? So he's not of the of your origin camp, right? right? Mm-hmm. So there has to be a few other people that have been making their little marks in you, taking you away from the fold, the evil people. Yeah. Okay. So, so and, and, that's, and that's how you build your source material. And then, and then from that, you can weave that into your piece. Mm-hmm. In in the period leading up to the uh, actual wedding, where were you living? In Sin? In no. <laughs> where you in, are in L.A. yet, right? In Oklahoma. Okay. And so you get married and then you move to L.A.? Yeah. And, and at that point, your husband's living in L.A. already? Yeah. And have you visited him? Um, yeah. In the story, I did, well, was visiting him um, when we did this road trip. He was already living in, in L.A. So one thing that I'm a little bit curious about, just for you to know, is like, when you visited him in LA, um, are there aspects of this? You talk about um, the scary aspects of the city. You don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that is also pulling you to LA and away from Oklahoma? Is there something where you see, like at that point, you're like, oh, but I wonder what it's like to go to this bar or that thing, which I would never be able to do or would not be acceptable mm-hmm. where I'm from. Yeah. So just so you have the possibility to set up from the character's perspective um, greater motivation for why she might do this thing that her gut is telling her not to do. Like, like what's there, right? Like, okay, so one thing she's going to get out of it is she can live with this man she loves, Mm -hmm. which is a big thing. But is what else is operating for that character? I wonder as well. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it's love, but is it also like I can go to see, I can not live in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. That's a big... <laughs> well, yeah. Right. So, so the, the capsulized version of that is what are the hopes and dreams of the character in her envisioned life, her ideal future in L.A.? And it's not exclusive to the beloved, right? Yeah. It's her own hopes and dreams. Yeah, like does she want to drink mimosas on brunch Sunday instead of going to church? Mm-hmm. Like if that's her dream, I want to see like that character be pulled to it a little bit. Okay. Because yeah. so, that will layer on the decision when you're like, but my wedding feels gross. I have yeah. a, a, a more complex understanding of your psychology, yeah. that character's psychology. Like, oh, because yeah. I could relate to that too. Mm. Just a thought, if it's there, if it's not there, then don't. But yeah. just something, so you should know that about that character. 
I wondered when I was writing it if the motivation was coming across because I was like, yeah, it seems like to do this thing that my character really doesn't want to do, there has to be a lot of motivation to go through with it. So I wondered if that was coming across or maybe like it needed to be enhanced a little bit. By doing the work that we're talking about right now, it will become self-evident. Mm, okay. Because because we're the notes that we're talking about are going to layer in those things. Mm-hmm. So we're going through we're going through very I'm going through we're going through general things right now, and we're going to do one more pass, in in where it would go for what I call you know going for uh, a drill down. Okay. Yeah. And in that drill down scenes will be the um, revelation of these other aspects that you're talking about that'll bring the complexity. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Um, just wanted to call out the other thing that I thought was super smart was, you know, Sam offers up the ring and what object is in the same scene with you with the ring? The blanket. Uh-huh. And the what else? And what else? Um, what? <laughs> I'm not remembering. Teddy bear. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, man, you're so good. <laughs> you're so good at this game. You know what I mean? Because here's a man who's basically offering you, here's womanhood, right? Mother, right? Oh, yeah. Potentially, right? And then in her other arm, she holds a blanket and a, and a teddy bear. Yeah. And that's her choice point. Wow. Right there. And I'm like, damn. That, that was damn. not intentional. But, I, but it's there. Yeah. You created it. Oh, yeah. Unless someone else broke into your computer and wrote that. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. So it's fantastic. And I'm just like, right on. Um and then you bring in the thing about the rational mind, which is fantastic. And then you have the time clock going of the three-month engagement, which is fantastic. You bring in your mother. Mm. Excellent. Always good to bring in the mother. Um, and then long distance, uh, crazy unsettling. The ex- the, 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 so when anyone, any character just says, I just want to get this over with, mm-hmm. huge, mm. huge tell. Because that demarks um, a pushing away or a disassociation or something they don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. So that's excellent that that's there because that really um, – then the surprise thing of the whiskey and you losing weight. Ha, ha, ha. Love that. So the, gr- the mother's wedding dress that you were wearing. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just internal beliefs you're physically wearing, the traditions of mm. from where you come. Cinch it down, baby. So. Um, thank God it's over. And then, and then counterpointing the thing with the – I now identify with being the wife as opposed to the farmhand as opposed to the student, as opposed to my, the daughter of, of so-and-so and so-and-so, right? Yeah. 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 So it, that was just, I was just like, God, mm, just so happy for you. Um, uh, and it was, wasn't a system that you wanted to get involved with. Fantastic. A- again, with the family, uh, following their rules. Now, the character shared something that is so powerful it is. It just resonates throughout the entire story, and I. And that's something we're going to do a, a drill down on later. But it's this line: "I will get what I want in the end." Mm. That was huge. Mm. We'll talk about that later. Um, and then what else was there? Yeah, and then trash talk in your marriage. Who doesn't want to trash talk in marriage? Pretty fun. That was fun. Okay, that that was my that was my overviews. Okay. All right, let's go back and wherever you want to drill down, let's drill down, Adam. What is most I think engaging about this is a character who whose gut is telling them one thing and their mind is telling them another, and they decide to do what their mind does, which mm-hmm. everyone does. So I think what's so important, um, and this is may not be as easy, but I think when you get to that moment where you say. Um, your body actually wants you to do something else because mm. there's a visceral nature to this story. I think at some point we need to, you need to know this character needs to know what 
what that is, right? Like it needs to know like, mm. what is the message that my gut is telling me, right? Got it. Like in the, in the moment instead of in reflection later, the character needs to I know. think it's complicated because I think sometimes when gut decisions, you just know something is intuitively wrong. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. you don't always, you can't always make it cognitive at the time, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I understand if you want to just show this through behavior, which I think you do effectively. But I think that in retrospect, um, unpacking what that gut feeling came from will add a lot of layers of meaning, even if you can only do it from from a modern perspective. Yeah. Right. Like what what exactly was it that was so um, uncomfortable that suddenly became like because keep in mind at month six, you're like, if this guy asked me to marry him, I'm like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. But by month 12. You're disgusted by this thought. Yeah. Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's a gut negative gut feeling right. so much that you're going to drink. Um, the character's <laughs> going to drink at the wedding to hide their pain, right? So I need to know what that transformation is. Okay. Because that's really important, and that is, I think, a fascinating... That's the fascinating aspect of the character turn. I, I don't know if you have a perspective on that, Josh. Yeah, I'm going to say yes at this point. Okay. Yes. So... Um, <clears throat> Can I ask a question? Because that's the conflict. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, and do you, just so I'm clear, you kind of want to know as the story is going along, you want some clarity about exactly either what's changed or um, the character, for the character to have a little bit of clarity while it's happening. I think we can experiment and you can go super hard for behavior if it's not going to be a cognitive explanation, which in behavior I mean... How is she hiding her pain? She's drinking. Something feels wrong to her. She maybe at the time doesn't have consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, I don't know. Like she may not be conscious of why this feels bad, but she knows it feels bad. Right. But I need to see on some sort of linear, like some sort of storytelling evolution, her coming to consciousness of this. And then, so I understand what it means. Like, because right now I'm a little bit like, why exactly does this feel so bad for her? If this is what she told me she wanted. Right. And it's not that I don't think it's true. It's that I think that the character needs to come to consciousness through the piece. Um, and the way you, and I think that if you set it up and have us understand more deeply where she's from in terms of the rigors of how belief systems have embedded her in her mind and where she's going and that this wedding is a symbol of everything she's trying to get away from, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a symbol of a, of a choice she is forced into from a system she does not want to be identified with anymore, yes. right? Yes. Okay, so that is probably part of why it's so painful for her. Mm, yeah. So I think when you set it up, uh, when you set up a character that's from some place she's trying to get away from, and then this becomes this is pulling her back to that place emotionally. Yeah. That's what I think we want to see. Got it. Does okay. That, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna bring in it on a practical level. Good. Are you ready We're for this? Trading positions. Yeah, we're trading positions. Not always. Actually, really you're practical. very practical. I can be. You can, can be. be. You can be really like sad in return. No, 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 no. You, can, you can be. No, you can be really like. Let's make a list of yeah. behaviors that. Yeah. Have, yeah, yeah, you are really good at that. I'm really good at that. I, I love making lists when I'm conjuring and creating um, 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 material and source material for story that may or may not be used in the final project, but it definitely has its. I've done layers. that. You want to know? Mm-hmm. I've done that with other screenwriters. That yeah, I, like. Pick a uh, pick an emotion. Yeah, and then I don't want to hear about the emotion. I just want to hear a behavior of how it exhibits. Yeah, exactly. Josh taught me that exercise, and I've used that with other screenwriters. And um, they'll do like ten or fifteen behaviors, and then there's usually one where you're just like, yes. Yeah, yeah you're gold mining. 
But when you yeah. hit, but when you hit gold, it's gold, baby. I don't know if this is going to make it on the show yeah. podcast, but my friend Adil is writing an amazing script um, set in Istanbul, also in a religious community mm-hmm. from a girl trying to break out of a religious family, mm-hmm. and she has a younger sister she's trying to influence. And we're like, I'm like, well, okay, like, like, and her deepest fear is that her younger sister will end up married off young and mm-hmm. into a conservative um, religious Islamic fa- family. And um, what is what is the behavior? And she made a list, and there was like this, this, this. And the one that was so good mm-hmm. was she t- she said, well, she would take the cover of the Quran, mm-hmm. like the book cover, mm-hmm. and she would put it on a Western book. And that's how she would read, wow. so that her family thought she was reading the Quran, but she was actually reading a Western book. Wow. And I was like, that is so good. That, that is. And that, really got, that made it into the script. Excellent. You know? And yeah. Like, and you, and that's that behavior immediately, you, you can see the perspective. Everything. The yeah, everything. everything about yeah. the character. Boom. Her relationship with her family, expectations of society. All of it. Okay. Anyways, we're back. Okay, you ready? <coughs> Who paid for the wedding? My parents. Exactly. Boom. Done. <laughs> so that's that's where it starts. That's where it starts to get real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So who chose the venue? Uh huh. Who chose the caterers? Uh huh. <laughs> who? Ch- you know what I'm saying? So yeah. what you would want to do is this: is you would want to create an ideal future for your character's wedding if she were to get married at that given time and space what would the character's ideal be and smash cut that up against what experienced you had on your wedding day and that the difference between those two realities is the difference between life and death for my knowledge and process or Mm -hmm. you mean to like put that into the story well, I don't. Uh, am, I, am I suggesting that you put in a whole new scene? No. Mm-hmm. What I am suggesting is that you do that work, and from that work, you will know how much, if anything, will go into it. it. But that will give you talk about you know tapping into pain and, tap, and tapping into source. Yeah. You're going to get source material of why she's drinking. Mm-hmm. Motivation, right? You're asking right. about the motivation yeah. aspects. You, you won't have to think about it. Mm. You'll be like, aha. Got so it. we're making the unconscious conscious. Got it. We're making the, 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 how you give your, you know, one of the themes you, you labeled so beautifully is giving your power away. Well, you gave your power away to your entire family for your wedding. A hundred percent. Yeah. There's no you in your wedding. Totally. Yeah. But we need to make it real now. Right. Okay. So it's really real for you emotionally. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if you, when you go, once you've done that work, you can go in and, and look at that scene and see what you want to drop in. Okay, great. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay. Uh, I have another uh, angle question on the wedding. Mm-hmm. So you find out later that Sam hated the wedding, your husband. Yeah. How did that exhibit at the time? Were there tells? Mm, you know, I don't think so, honestly. He, he hit it well. You know, I think that, and, and I put that in at the end, and I, the truth is I think that um, he enjoyed the day. But then it was more so after the aftermath of later on that he had said that he regretted that we did it, that we got married. And, um, but really it was like, so I got a question here. Mm-hmm. So how, how, in terms of the population of the wedding ceremony, how many people were there about? Well, the ceremony we did was like just family. And then we had right afterwards a big reception with probably a hundred people. Okay. A hundred people. And out of those hundred people, how many of those people were his people? If you know what I mean? Um, Less than mine, maybe mm-hmm. 25. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So w- that puts more pressure on him to be what? The good husband. Yeah. Right? Because he's, he's, he's the new guy in town. Mm-hmm. Right? And he has right. to put his best foot forward. Oh, totally. So all of his attention is on who? Your mom and dad. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I guess so. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Oh, so this is a really good thing to do is always take on the, the characters, take on the character's perspective of whatever character you're writing to mm-hmm. from their point of view. Mm-hmm. Like if I was if I was this person in this situation and I had this in, in environment, who's my who who do I need to influence the most? What are my hopes and dreams? What are my fears and you know yeah. concerns? And and then and then make behavioral choices based on that. Okay. I'm just for your benefit. The reason I'm asking these questions is that for your benefit, I think um, considering what Sam's point of view is at the wedding and later could be helpful. Yeah. Um, and like why he uh, regretted mm-hmm. what it, what had happened. Also, understanding maybe to even clarity, like you know, was it just love the reason he proposed to you, or was it was it because he wanted to build life with you in L.A. and felt like there was nothing to do it, like. So, so yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's that's the one scene that I want to drill down on. So mm-hmm. let's go to the marriage proposal. Can I say one more thing about uh, the wedding? Please. Um, yeah. the, I think one of the things that I struggled with when writing this was how much of it is even about Sam. Like I didn't even put his name in it, and I was right. I was wondering if I will or not. But really, and obviously he needs to be in the story as part of it. But it almost felt like a solo experience, and like he was in L.A. while, while I was planning the wedding. So it was like almost completely separate in my mind wedding and marriage is a thing and then my relationship and love is a different thing mm-hmm. and so a lot of what i've experienced what i experienced went through is like by myself because he was just kind of like in la i did most of the stuff mm-hmm. he so, just flew in and had a party so i'll just say first of all that, that is a helpful detail oh, okay like to think like you're sitting in oklahoma by yourself planning this wedding alone I imagine you're not interacting with him a ton about it, but you're interacting with your mother a lot. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, and I imagine that that relationship is going to bring up things that are ultimately going to make the wedding painful. Mm-hmm. So all that can be explored as a possibility to, to, you know, to set it up. Okay. Because, because ultimately what we need to do is we need to, ultimately what we're going to start to transition this to, instead of the word family, it's going to be the word. I don't know. Mother. Yes. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. family's general, mother specific. Got it. Mm-hmm. And then, and what Adam just brought up the whole thing about you know, basically it's a it's a mother daughter ritual. You know mm-hmm. that the the, the husband to be is most of the time excluded from to some degree, especially from a traditional perspective. Yeah. 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 And I think also a lot of men don't. Yeah. They're super like yeah, want to be involved. They're like, Whew, dodge that bullet. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, how yeah. this guy cracked the code. Yeah. Just went to a different city. Yeah. 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 Oklahoma caterers. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where do I be? When? Okay. Yeah. 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 This is, this is something I've noticed is, is women buy their wedding dresses or they take them from their mother's mm-hmm. dresses and men rent their tuxedos. Yeah. And in that is the whole marriage situation. Oh. So anyway, I hate that's, that. Yeah. My mother made hers. Oh, see, really? see. So yeah. That's yeah. No guy ever like, you know, says, here's son, here's the tuxedo <laughs> I was married in. Or like, so his own tuxedo. <laughs> Hand embroidered. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's drill down on the marriage proposal. First of all, I want to say kudos to you for uh, layering in the thing on Highway 1. There can't be anything more romantic mm-hmm. than Highway 1 all the way up to Oregon. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And you can even give us a sensory detail there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wind. Wind like, is what important. Yeah, just like visually, what are you <laughs> noticing? Yeah, g- g- give us like either 17-mile drive or Big Sur or north oh. of San Francisco, Stinson Beach, you know. And if you don't know these things, research might be required. Okay, I'm okay. teasing. <laughs> <laughs> might have to go on a little holiday. 
So then take us to, can you take us to that, um, yeah. to that beat? The rustling of paper was added in after in post by Adam. That's, that's, that makes it sound, sound really like Yeah, sound. <laughs> he works hard in post. Yeah, I'm just a Foley artist back there. Just got a bunch of mics, different kinds of paper. It's not even paper, actually. I use right. other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wild maple leaves <laughs> against, against the chalkboard. Yes, that's not a sandbox. No, no. That's, that's the beach at Okinawa. Okinawa. One perfectly sunny day, we decided to go to the river. We brought snacks and sat on a quilted blanket with teddy bears on it that we borrowed from Sam's roommate Rico in L.A. This was our last day at the farm before we drove back to L.A. and I flew back to Oklahoma. After we packed up our stuff and were walking back to the house, Sam stopped abruptly, pulled a ring out of his pocket and said, Will you marry me? I was shocked. I looked at him standing there holding Rico's teddy bear blanket and this ring nervously out towards me. And somewhere in my head, a voice said, I should be excited right now. But the feeling of dread in the pit of my stomach expanded. And then my rational mind took over and said, why wouldn't I? This is great. We love each other. This is a good thing. We'll be able to live together in LA and our relationship can keep going. So I said, yes. So your setup is incredible. Would you agree, Adam? In terms of the scene setup, that they're on a, a romantic getaway mm-hmm. up the coast, mm-hmm. haven't seen each other for months, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, yeah. And it's perfect weather, and there's a river, there's water, there's blankets, there's picnic, there's food. And then you did the and you did something really, really smart. The last thing you did was you went, and it's our last day together. Mm. So that means we're on a ticking clock. Fantastic. Yeah. So. Do you, do you as a character have any tells? I mean, I, I, know, I know what you say in the story, but do you have any tells that there's something else operating? Forget about whether he's going to uh, ask you to marry him or not. Is there anything else operating that you perceive? I'd have to think about it. Nothing yeah. that comes to mind right away, but... Okay. Just, just checking in because, because sometimes people notice things and then they later go, oh, that's why he was, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Oh. You know, one of those things. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is why I was asking earlier about Sam's behavior a little bit mm. because... In this scene, uh, the way you describe the proposal is not smooth. No, it wasn't. Right. Right. It's awkward. It's, it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's probably coming from you, and that's probably coming from him as well as a character. Yeah. And so I'm trying to see, like, right. where is he coming from? Is there something going on for him that is making him yeah. un- uncomfortable? So what really happened, and I, <laughs> I like, shortened it. Yeah. Um, was we were at the river with friends mm-hmm. and then everyone kind of left, was like walking back. Mm-hmm. And I turned around and he was like kind of still by the oh, river. So I, tur- like... I turned around and I was like, oh, what's going on? And I walked down there. And then he was super awkward and comfortable and then just like pulled this ring out and like really quickly was like, will you marry me? Great. So was that, was that by the river? Yeah. Okay, that's important. Okay. Because river is water. Mm. Water is emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's why we always go by large bodies of water in order to do something romantic. Right. That's so that's important. Second thing, and I'm I'm just going to give it to you just cuz this one's an easy one. Okay. He told everybody else but you he's going to mar- he's going to ask you to get married today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why everybody left. Well, actually those people didn't know. But we're making it up now. Okay. Okay. Just for the sake of the scene. Okay, great. So he gives everyone the cue, everyone go away or whatever, or he, or everyone knows. Because see, if everyone knows and you're the only one left out, yeah. it creates more tension. Mm-hmm. He had told his family 
which made me feel terrible because right. I felt like yeah. all this pressure. Yeah. Mm. But maybe, but so so, friends, so so emotionally, it's the same thing. Got it. So got that it. everybody knows, but you. So you feel yeah. excluded. You feel like you know, hey, what about me? Hey, I didn't get enough time to think about it. Everybody mm-hmm. else knows. Now there's more pressure on me to say yes, yeah. right? So I feel excluded. So and if he and if he does that little signal, and everyone knows, okay, now it's time to go away because he wants to be alone with you. Then then there starts to be like a little bit of like a. I'm, I'm doing a gesture of like a, a taffy, you know, some, some, yeah. some starting to stretch. It's like, what? Mm. And then I'm down by the river. And then, and then when, when does the thing happen? When does her light go? Oh. The second layer to this is what's the character's hopes and dreams of how she wants to be proposed to? And how far away is that from this? Yes. And I would imagine it's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear about, not only do I want to hear about that part, but I also want to hear about how this doesn't match your expectations because because nothing really damages a relationship like expectations you got to bring in a lot of those yeah yeah <laughs> you know it's good at the start yes. bring a lot to the bring a lot as much as you possibly can <laughs> load it up if you really if you really love me then you wouldn't have, yeah mm-hmm. yeah if this yeah i'm furiously writing notes over here yes okay. good Okay, and then and so then the awkwardness really rings rings true. And then I, as corny as it is, does he get on one knee? As as corny as it is, how, then how does he fight that? See, there has to be some part of his psyche that wants to do something of that in that world, and then he makes a, a conscious decision not to. Mm-hmm. And so, what is that about? Mm-hmm. And so then my other my my last question in this in this zone is from his point of view, why now? Why today? Okay, great. Yes. You may or may not know that in the moment, but mm-hmm. he need in order for the writer, you the writer mm-hmm. to write that, you need to know what his why now why today is. Got it. Even even if it's made up. Got it. You know, like is he afraid that if he doesn't do this sooner? Like is is he picking up on what you're talking about at the opening that like this is um this is your last goodbye? You know, is there something operating for him that he picked up on this before he's afraid to lose you? Mm-hmm. So this is, the other question I had as you, as you read that scene was, what does his body look like when he's got the the blanket in one hand and the engagement ring in the other? Like, because it's this very sort of, it's just this, yeah, just trying to imagine. It's not how anyone you would imagine proposes. It just doesn't make it wrong or right. It's just like, I just, I think that if you, if you layered in a, just a detail there of what his body looks like. I think you you might have something. I, I got so juiced when you told me, when you read to me about the thing about him having a teddy bear in one hand and a ring in the other. I'm just like, I'm just beside myself. I'm just like, that is just the best because he's holding both. So it's it's a blanket with teddy with teddy bears on it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, still, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I do like the idea of like describing because that's, I mean, if you imagine someone holding a blanket and a ring, maybe that's, Hard to imagine. It's, yeah, and then and then drill down. Once you get into why now, why today with him, mm-hmm. you'll start to find behaviors yeah. of what's really going on because he's, it's either going to be out of fear or out of love. Mm. And it, this one smells a little like fear. Yeah. But, you know, that's up to you as a writer to make those choices. Yeah. Um, I had a question about the wedding. Um, is Does anyone on that day pick up that you're unhappy and react to you? Does anyone notice that you're drinking? Like, is there, is there react, is like anyone mirroring back to you something? Mm. Not mirroring, but like, what's your mother thinking throughout this? Or is she just very happy that her daughter's getting married? I think that my mother did notice, but overall me, my character, like, uh, is good at hiding it. 
the, if her mother, I'm taking her mother's point of view. If if I'm getting what I want and I'm getting the fulfillment of my hopes and dreams, which is ultimately what the wedding is, mm-hmm. is your mother's hopes and dreams yeah. being fulfilled, not yours. And then if I see you like a little, you know, like a little off, it's like, oh, it's all right. She'll grow out of it. Oh, yeah. she's just a little overwhelmed. You know, right. it's all the excitement of the day. So yeah. this yeah. is kind of like where I was going with this, which is that um, if part of the theme of this is, is lack of autonomy and not being seen to some extent, mm-hmm. one way that someone isn't seen, it's like, if we're in a room and with someone we care about and that person seems to be falling apart, they're drinking, they're spilling wine all over themselves, mm-hmm. we should have some emotional intelligence to be like, hey, is everything okay? Right. But she's not being seen in this moment, right. which is only increasing her anger probably. Yeah. Which calls back the visible-invisible theme that, she brought, yeah. that you brought in at the yeah. top. It's fantastic. I guess what I'm looking for is a moment where you're falling apart and people will be like, are you having fun? Yeah. Totally. This is great. Yeah. 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 Right? Because yeah. then we're just like, oh. Yeah. Right. Because Right. That's right. Because the pressure, you're exerting pressure on the character to 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 put on the mask in a very full way to go against the the inner life. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're also like, yeah. It I mean, ratchet it ratchets, ratchets it up. up the mask. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Which is what we want, so we can see the disparity more. So the the other thing about the marriage proposal, if I can go back to that scene mm-hmm. for just for a moment, which is that we, um, what I'd like you to also do as an exercise, is to is to when you finish when you go and do the notes on that scene is write the scene longer mm. like what and then and then and then and then like take me all the way to you know the the little celebration that you guys had when you get back to the, to yeah, the cabin or that's whatever it, it is it, i'm not suggesting that you keep all of that in but it's important for you to write it yeah like i would love to know what happens in the first moment where you're married and you're alone with your husband mm. Like, you know, I'd love to see what that moment is because now. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be just that moment, but there may have been a compelling moment in the weeks afterwards mm. where suddenly, oh, here I am. The other thing is is um, 100% more conversations between you and your mom, mm. 100% uh, a, f- a full drop-in at the either the wedding or the, and or the reception. Between full. me and my mom? Uh, actually the whole scene the whole scene okay. yeah yeah i kind of like skated over it yeah which yeah. is which is great you know mm-hmm. uh but now now it's time to to actually do that heavy lifting full drop in at the wedding yes by drop in josh you mean like actual laying out of complex and inter- all the interactions mm-hmm. all the physical details all the choices that were made mm-hmm. around uh what the ritual was also i would guess that the ritual was heavily influenced by your upbringing mm-hmm. so and yeah. how did you feel about the steps of that ritual? Did they reflect what you ultimately wanted? <laughs> um, what song was played as you walked down the aisle? <laughs> and how much drama, you know, took place in order to get that choice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, this may be, there's a time leap at the end of this between um, sort of the wedding and uh, the realization and the, sort of the truth telling really about what that moment was. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I love when people do that. I'm a big fan. If anybody ever wants to read um, Jennifer Egan's short story, Safari, which is, um, it's in A Visit from the Goon Squad. Uh, the last 200 words, she tells the whole 25 years of what happens to each character. It's in the most amazing time bridge ever. Wow. And it's just like dropping like an atomic bomb on an already beautiful story (laughs) it's beautiful but anyways there are many different ways to time bridge when you're getting to the end i think you should probably explore what 
if any, precipitated the truth-telling. And I know that these things don't roll out like drama. Like it's like, then this happened, then this happened, then this session with a therapist, then this. But mm-hmm. even if you give us like some sense of like the key sort of transitions, because this is a really, I would imagine that is a very hard conversation to have with your partner. Yeah. To sit in front of your partner. And, I mean, that's what is so compelling about this piece. Like mm-hmm. who looks at their partner and says, you know, our wedding day, I hated it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'd love to know like what the character shifts were or the conversations that happened and, or the moving away from your mother, whatever it was that set you up to be able to have that conversation. So I'm, I'm going to bring it in again, practical terms. What would make it, what would make it the hottest choice that would set you up to have that, mm. to have you, to, to have that scene play out? What would be a hot choice? Oh, you mean like what, what was the it, moment that what, felt the most? What would make it da- dangerous to dangerous, more compelling to have that scene roll out? Of all, of all the different options, yeah, of... a, a, a three sixty-five. It could happen any time uh, of, of, of a year. You mean if we think of like the three years that elapsed between the wedding and that conversation? Mm-hmm. What was the moment between between Hannah and her husband that was the most? Um, authentic or raw or explosive or whatever hot why why now why today so so we're, we're doing the scene right yeah so now we have to justify the scene of why now why today mm-hmm. and so what would make a hot choice to to leverage that scene to be as dramatic or as challenging or as mm-hmm. emotional as possible yeah. go, go ahead that's, I mean, that's a hard question. Honestly. Yeah, so I, 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 ask, I ask hard questions um. just, 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 <laughs> just give me three just give me three off the top of your head and then I'll give you three. Well, okay, Adam so give you three. I feel like this is too broad, but like the the reality is it was like kind of a slow unraveling over time. Of course. Mm-hmm. Definitely moving away from my mother, my fam, both of our families, distance right. and time was mm-hmm. the were the two biggest. Do you immediately go from Oklahoma to LA as soon as you get married? Because now you guys are a couple. And yeah, you, day after. You can, <laughs> yeah. You're an escapee. I mean, that's another detail that should be in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. The, the flight's like, booked you like 12 <laughs> hours later. <laughs> So 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 um, I'll, I'll I'll cut to it then. Okay. So third year wedding anniversary. Oh okay yeah. Christmas Eve. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, wedding anniversary is great. Yeah, because what it does is it pressurizes. Yes. It pressurizes your your situation, and even though it unravels in real time in three months, we we as as people who are you know your readers or your mm-hmm. listeners or watchers, we need to have that time constraint of like. Yes. And so that's what will amplify it. Yeah, there are ways Hannah, to compress that in prose hmm. that are authentic and have integrity, meaning you don't have to write, well, in January he said this and it got me thinking, and then in March I said this, and then in June this happened with his father, and then it was a little... It can be more like just pick the one line that feels most raw, and then you go back and you say, okay, what happened in those six months? And then you can roll all those events on an emotional pitch and also on a like, like on a dialogue pitch into that event into, into that event into Does that, that make sense like yeah you don't have to because you're right it is boring to write like from a narrative sense it yeah. can be boring to write. but what you want what you're looking for is the beats right and then you're going to roll them into one event whether Got that's it. anniversary dinner or so because so, so, you have to know those emotional beats and what the behavior was and what was said oh and this then my mother said this and this triggered this car you know and then not all of it will make it into that paragraph yeah but as long as we have enough, we will follow you. Okay. So, so where did you guys meet 
in Oregon, is that right? In, um, we met in Oklahoma. You met in Oklahoma? Yeah. Okay. And when you went to visit Los Angeles, what restaurant did you go to? What was your first restaurant that you went to? Um, or the first one you remember, or the I most romantic? I don't know the most I romantic. Don't remember the name. I guess we're not going there anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to make it up. So let's say he took you to, to um, Into the Seventh Ray. Okay. That's a nice romantic. Yeah. Have you been there? Yeah. yeah, in yeah. The, okay. In the seventh ray, it was like on your second night there, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, da 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 da. So on your third year anniversary, where does he take you? In the seventh ray. And so what do you roll out on your third anniversary? This. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's and that's what gives it like extra power. Mm. And find what's true for you. I'm just giving an example. Right, right. Yeah. I do love in the seventh ray. <laughs> yeah. You seem like an in a seventh ray gal, you know. <laughs> I guess it's the tie dye t shirt you're wearing. I don't know. <laughs> Anna's wearing something that <laughs> looks like loft from Ann Taylor for those at home. <laughs> I, I, I just make up stuff all day long, don't I? Yeah, I do, yeah. Your husband's a filmmaker. What aspect of him were you drawn to? Mm. Um, that's, a, that's actually really important, Josh, for the setup. Mm-hmm. What did you fall in love with? Like before you had to live in this world of constraints and rules. Right. Yeah. Because I was wondering about that, too. Like, this is set up. You're on a farm in Washington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds like pretty hippie when you compare yeah. it to like, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're probably growing some weed nearby. Like, this does not seem like Oklahoma to me. So, like, right. you're going there for a reason. There's something maybe. Um, but see, that's why it's so good, because it shows it, it shows that, that the, 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 the form the form of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. old school Christianity is already getting started to get chipped away at. Mm-hmm. And that's where she's getting the, that's her lifeline to this new world. Yeah. Right? Of the guy who says be here now and bliss out and yeah. all that other stuff. And then the other one is it's not even in the world of possibilities to live with someone if I'm not married to them. Yeah. And so, so yeah. it's it those two so so here's the overarching note I want to share is the these two worlds are actually battling each other. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma and Los Angeles. Right. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. connection so we need to see those two worlds show up in your life continually for, as an external energy external force which goes back to your list of 10 people which goes back right. to your list of 10 objects but but that's what we that's what you're caught in the middle of and we're going to watch you need to set up choice points where we're going to watch does she choose the old or the new the habitual or what her, her heart's desires are essentially that's what we're watching yes I mean, yeah, there's just a court question. Why'd you go to Oregon? I went there to work on a farm because I had friends there, but also it was at a time in my life where I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was really into agriculture and the idea of like small organic farms. So I wanted to go work on a farm to kind of explore that. And I had already had that trip planned and was going and then met Sam like a month before I left. And we like fell in love started dating and then i left for the summer and that summer means three months yeah did you date anyone else when you were in oregon no is that because of sam or was it because yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think so we you had other opportunities uh, in i mean i don't know yeah probably emotionally yeah it could have yeah. um but i think if i hadn't met him and started that relationship i may have moved to that area because i had a lot of friends there and that's kind of where my life was going. So then there's this other world too, because then he's moved, he wants to go to LA. And um, did you just hear how you said LA? Did you just hear that? 
thank God this is taped. There's like such a negative point of view. It's great. No, it's like it's like evil LA. He wants to go to evil LA. I want to go to Oregon, where life is beautiful and the blueberries are always, you know, yummy and organic. Totally. LA. <laughs> Pick some apples. Yeah. That's how. Yeah, I think yeah. that is how I felt at the time. I, I saw. I, I, I felt it just now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. I now love LA. Sure, of course. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but so there was some of that dynamic mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. going on. Do you know? Do you know the um, the play uh, A Doll's House? I'm familiar Ibsen, with it, but I've Ibsen never play. read it. That's 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 something to look at. Huh. Why because that? because because you're going from your father's house to your husband's house. That's my whole body. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's it. We're we're done for the day. Thank you. Thanks for coming, everyone. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. That's essentially what's going on here. And you and you want Oregon. Like so, in that is actually that triangulation is is perfect for you, Mm -hmm. in terms of that you're already giving you're already giving up something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because one of the themes is what giving my power away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so to in in a practical note, like. You could make a, a list of what are the objects and what are the people that you're drawn to in Oregon. And how does Sam feel about Oregon? He thinks it's way too hippie. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep, because he wants to go to L.A. and be a filmmaker. <laughs> Come on, man. Come with me. Yeah, no one makes movies in Oregon. Yeah, you know, Sam's antecedent condition of why now, why today on that marriage proposal is mm-hmm. huge. Because you're at the effect of it. Mm-hmm. And you did not cause it in 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 its most you know practical mm-hmm. down to earth way. Yeah, you, you didn't see it coming. Right. Right. So if you didn't see it coming, which most women do, that means there's something heavy operating in him that's pushing it beyond time and space. Hmm. Has to be. Yeah. Yeah. So what 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 energy was being exerted on him for that to happen? Yeah, it was. There's a demand somewhere. What was Pressure the demand? Pressure from his um, brother. Yeah, it was the same same reason. It, he didn't want to break up, and he wasn't going to live with me before we got married. He didn't want to move back to Oklahoma because he is like, I'm following my dreams. And so this was the, his you know solution. That was his solution. My dreams yeah. versus your dreams. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An external pressure. And the character is locked in by, by uh, a dogma that doesn't allow for something that would make all this go away. When we talk about my dreams, your dreams, the imagined future, and the time bridge at the end. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, you come to L.A. and you end up working a job you're not super excited about. Yeah. It's another layer of pressure on, like, you wanting to tell your truth. Mm-hmm. I, I did this for you. Now I'm here. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So just that's another thing that can be, like, when we see where you end up and evolve from that angry moment at your wedding, these are all the layers of, like, I'm in LA. I mm-hmm. do this job I hate. This is your dream. I got mm-hmm. married so we could live together. Mm-hmm. And you proposed, so you basically forced this question for me. Mm-hmm. You know, did you know you knew I would ha- I would make this choice? You know, like mm-hmm. that's yeah. where I'm going. Yeah. So I guess, I guess what we're really saying is Merry Christmas. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, or, yeah, it's yeah. I, that's a Josh, great layer. I do that's couples counseling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like. Uh, no, no. This is I for the narrative. Say, I have to say, narrative. I feel like I, I'm, I'm wanting to tell a story now because I feel like so much of it has been resolved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I can look back on it, but it's like a deeply vulnerable thing too. And probably also why I didn't tell people for so long is because it's like, look at all, look at all the ways that I like, just let myself be unempowered for years, mm-hmm. and like the, 
and the result of it is, is really how I've felt about it. Yeah. You know, so that's mm-hmm. a difficult thing to talk about. Yeah, no, this is incredibly real mm. and brave and courageous. And I think most people, I don't think really people can do this until years later. Yeah. It's really hard to do this when you're in it. Mm. Um, when I hear people writing uh, about situations that they're going through that they're already um, angry about or grief stricken about, it's not, uh, it, they, they have a hard time writing narrative. What they write is like lots of emotions and it's a re- really kind of like a spilling. Mm. It's like a processing. This is different. This is like hindsight perspective, me integrating this experience in my life in a way that now is hopefully healing, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. That's the ultimate way. Yeah. So that I've spoken my tr- truth. I've come out. Mm-hmm. I'm not invisible. I've taken my power back. Me writing this is a way for me to take my power back. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. Okay, I got some more questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. When did you open your first checking account? Probably when I was 16 when I got a job. And when did you get your first credit card? Uh, I think I actually got my first credit card uh, after I moved back to Oklahoma from that farm job because I got paid so little and I was so broke. <laughs> and so I, I got my first credit card to survive. <laughs> okay, so that was at like 26-ish, yeah, something like that? 26. Okay. And when you went to you went to college? I did. Yeah. And how did that happen financially? I got student loans. You got student loans and that was on you? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So this is what I'm looking. This is what I'm looking for. So then, how old? Oh, I'll tell you in a second. How old were you when you stopped going to Sunday school, church, church. whatever? Um. I mean, you know, as a yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas, Easter 18, excluded. 18, 19. So right around the time you went to college. Yeah, that's what. So I that transition wasn't so hard because you weren't there. Exactly. I, I left the state. Okay. And then your mom and dad what their what's their marital status in terms of they're married yeah but like you know they're, between they're, you I and think me they're happily married they love each other a lot yeah yeah i do believe that no riff um if yeah. if there is a riff what would it be would it be emotional financial sexual like wh- where would their riff or lifestyle where would their riff be if it would if it was we're mining for something here these probably emotional emotional riff yeah like less less emotional meeting than Financial, well, like they don't fight over money, right? No, no. I guess it would be more financial. Yeah, that they do fight over money. Do they fight over emotional life? Yeah. Okay. Do they? Do they fight over lifestyle, lifestyle, religion, anything like that? Maybe not. No. No. So, so they're hundred percent compatible matched there. Up. They're matched not, up there for sure. So a little bit of financial, a little bit, yeah. a little bit of emotional availability. How? What would you call um, that? I mean, they, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe not. Yeah, I, I think that they had their regular or their um, arguments about things like how to raise the children, or mm-hmm. my mother's very like controlling and outspoken and very ah. controlling. Ah. <laughs> so she's controlling, outspoken, and controlling. Okay. <laughs> so I think that was also there was some like tension between their in their relationship there. But honestly, I think my dad. Uh, liked it, likes it, and it works for them. Like that's like uh-huh. one of the reasons he chose her, the, because, because she's... she like pushes him out of his comfort zone um, in a way that he l- knows that he needs. So he, she's the extrovert, and he's the introvert. Yes. And so he does something that's like sort of like left brain. She does, like, what what, what kind of job does he do? Um, they're both they're both educators. Oh, um, is he in science? Is your dad in science or he's a math math, math? teacher? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would fit the profile, and for and for your mom, um, she was a librarian. Really, the, the kids in the children's school, like an elementary school librarian and an elementary school teacher. Wow, 
So what I'm hunting for here right now, just I'm checking it out, yeah. which is I'm hunting for where where the disempowerment comes from. So like you 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 don't have any disempowerment when it comes to your finances. In the big picture, uh-huh. meaning meaning that you you got your checking account in, in, in a reasonable yeah. time frame. You you got your you, you did student loans. You you know what I mean. You're yeah. t- you, it's like you're not. That's not your challenge area. Yeah, I mean, I do think in the at that time in my life, mm-hmm. I didn't have a career going, and so yeah. I was like, I was a barista. I was doing all these, and then like living on Oklahoma economics is. I think I was paying two hundred dollars a month in rent. You know, so right. like different reality. Yeah, the idea that that was a, the economics was a huge consideration. Because, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know. That's a different thing. Maybe. That's a different thing. But mm-hmm. I, I'm looking for like where where because we're talking about disempowerment, yeah. your theme of disempowerment, and so the theme of disempowerment for you shows up. In terms of more like emotional life. Yeah, yeah, emotional. Yeah. Because so, of my mother. Y- mm, <laughs> I mean, that's mm, just, yeah, mm, that's what I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you saw you saw behavior that was in us that was exhibited in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that <clears throat> you don't want to exhibit that same behavior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yet there's going to be a strong pull to do that. Mm. 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 Yeah. Especially when there's anger and resentment. Yeah, yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. So those are the things that, we w- that we're looking for so that we can consciously put them in the storyline. Mm. Okay, interesting. Are you suggesting, Josh, like that if there are issues around control and extroversion versus introversion, mm-hmm. like, how do those necessarily show up like once you're married? Is that what you're sort of, once Hannah's married? Is that what you're getting at? We, yeah, what I'm getting at is that, is that, is, is the the theme is is um, power, right? What's the word? What autonomy? Word? Autonomy, power. What was the other word you used though? Uh, belief systems, mind space, those sorts of things. Yeah, I think it's empowerment. 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 Power. So it, power comes in a, in a couple different forms. It comes in terms of emotions. It comes in terms of sexual life. It terms in terms of money. Mm. You know, those are all the areas that we hold power, and so uh, we're not usually challenged in all the areas. We're usually challenged in one or two. And a couple we can do well with, and a couple we don't. You know, rare, rare is it. Some people have uh, problems with health. Some people have problems with money. Some people have problems in relationships. Yeah. Over and over. So then we want to, like, find the one where it shows up the most and push that for the narrative because that's that's where the conflict is. That makes sense. Yeah. And then in terms of people. So the question might be, like, where in your relationships is power and control coming up? As right. A, as it's it's going to be sex. It's going to be money. It's going to be, right? It's going to be something in that. Romance is going to be health. And then the character is going to have role modeling. And so the role modeling is either going to be exacerbated or it's going to be pushed away. Either one. Yeah. We're either going to like not want to repeat what we, what we grew up with or we're going to like or we're going to unconsciously, you know, double down on it. Right. And that's why like the military dad who pushes his military son, then he becomes the guy who goes out and kills little cats and stuff. Right. Because that's yeah, all he yeah, knows. Yeah. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. Or he pushes his, his overbearing father away and becomes the, you know, highly sensitive person and doesn't, you know, is anti-war. But we're going to do one or the other. Right. This has been Notes in Your Notes. A huge thank you, Hannah, for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. It was a yeah, great Yeah, so good. Uh, we encourage all our listeners to tune in because next week we will have the next draft of Hannah's piece. So you'll get to see development and then you'll get to see Josh and I give her more notes to make it even better. Um, that is our hope is that you will see progression from this. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at notes on your notes and on Instagram at the same place. We would love, uh, a review on iTunes if you can make that happen. And, uh, the editing and sound design is from me. The music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.